Welcome to the All Arts Radio Hour, a weekly array of arts programming with an eclectic mix of pop, contemporary, and classical music, along with interviews, poetry, dramatic performance, and more. With me, Victoria Shaw, I am your troop leader for the night. And basically, for anybody who hasn't seen how this show works, 
Uh, it's very simple. I invite my very talented hit songwriter friends to come and sing their songs. So we sing our songs and tell the backstories behind it. So we sing, we tell stories, we laugh, we go home. It's very simple. <laughs> but it's not that simple because I have such incredibly talented friends here tonight. Um, starting to my left, I, you know, I'm sure you know her from the incredible rock group Scandal that dominated MTV for so many years. A little trivia, their self-titled debut was the biggest selling uh, LP, uh, EP in Columbia Records history. I mean, that's a big deal, okay? Very big deal. It was the only EP in Columbia <laughs> history. Shh, shh. And then, of course, she went on to have a, a fabulous solo career and dominate the charts once again. Um, and you know you're, you have iconic songs when, to this day, your songs are in Grand Theft Auto, the video game. I mean, that's a big deal. It's in uh, Guitar Hero. It's even on Family Guy. I aspire to this, okay? <laughs> Please give a warm welcome to Miss Patti Smythe. Thank you, Victoria. I didn't know I was starting. Okay. No, you're not. Okay, good. I'm just intro. You're saying hello. <laughs> I'm really happy to be here. Thanks, Victoria. I'm so Thanks happy for asking. You're here. Uh, and to my right, um, I have to tell you, in Nashville, I, I knew about him before he, I ever met him uh, because there was just a buzz around the city and everybody said the same thing. Great songwriter, great voice, great songwriter, great voice. And he eventually started out as a, writing hits for people like Tim McGraw and the Eli Young Band and a guy named Garth Brooks. He you know, brought him his comeback song, More Than a Memory, which was amazing. Um, and then he got a record deal and there was no stopping him because he has dominated the top of the charts. He makes it look so easy. As a matter of fact, he just, just celebrated a yet another number one song called Rumors. Mr. Lee Bryce. You're so sweet. So good to be here. <laughs> Come on. So how this works, we're going to have you play and you play. It's like sitting in our living room, but with better drinks. So uh, We'll do this one first. You just talked about rumor. We just had a big number one with it, and it is... Uh, it's amazing to be able to, to have that. Uh, we wrote this, I think about, I, wrote, I wrote this about four years ago, and I remember there was a thing out. Uh, we were writing a song, and uh, my voice, actually, I had a, a vocal surgery two years ago. So my voice had been getting really just ratty and, like, just, I had to push really hard to sing. But, so uh, the surgery made uh, you, the, the, the throat thing made <laughs> you sexy. You know, the throat, it, it was kind of a little extra blues on it, you know, and, and I always love soulful music, and I love stuff that moves you, so I thought it was so cool to write a song kind of in that time in my life, and uh, and then now for just a, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had our number one party for it, so this is called Rumor. Here we go. So, hey, follow. Girl, you know I've known you forever How many nights have we hung out together Same little bar, little crowd, little town Around this old dance floor My boys are laughing, tap me on the shoulder Making a motion like a jogging any closer They wanna know what's up, why I'm still holding you Even when the song is over There's a rumor going round Trying to 
deny this feeling I feel it, don't you feel it too, yeah There's a rumor going round and round and round What you say we make it true We make it true, baby, yeah Shut them down, tell them all they're crazy I can do whatever you want me to do, baby You could lay one on me right now We could really give up something to talk about There's a rumor going round About me and you Stirring up our little town The last week or two, yeah So tell me Trying to deny this feeling I feel it, don't you feel it too? Yeah. There's a rumor going round and round and round What you say we make it true We make it true, baby I'll be honest, girl do you want to do this or not? Should we keep them talking, girl? Or should we just make them stop? There's a rumor going round About me and you Stirring up our little town The last week or two Tell me why we even trying to deny this feeling I feel it, don't you feel it too, yeah There's a rumor going round and round and round What you say we make it, yeah, we make it true, baby <laughs> so the first song I'm going to do is a song called No Mistakes. Um, I like to say that this is a supermarket song because you know you're talking about it's in yeah. like Guitar Hero, but I always used to hear it in the supermarket for some reason. <laughs> I don't like to feel like I, you know, help you make good nutritious choices while you're shopping. But the song was the last song I wrote on that album. I moved out to LA in like 92 and released the record and it was the last song I wrote. I was taking my five-year-old daughter out to LA and leaving her dad in New York and I felt really bad about it. But I was trying to do, you know, the gist of it is like there's no mistakes if you're coming from a loving place, right? That was what the song was about. And after the song came out, I got this letter from this preacher and he was furious at me and I rate that I had written a song and that like I, I was telling people that they, it's okay for them to cheat. And he wrote me this whole long letter. You know, I sat down and wrote him a letter. And I wrote him a letter and said, you know, this song is about my daughter, dude, all right? <laughs> and like, 
And he wrote me back the sweetest letter about his children and how he had had all these problems with his sons. And like we became like, you know, pen pals for a while because he didn't realize he just, it's funny what people read into songs, right? And some of my greatest love songs I've written for my kids. That's, that's the truth, you know, for my kids and for, you know, other people, for my husband and my dad, my mom. So this song is called No Mistakes. Wait, I have a question. Sorry. Did you say it was a minister who wrote you? Yeah, it was a minister. And he you was called like, him dude? I love that. Yeah. Well, I probably wrote, <laughs> you know, dear crazy man. <laughs> I straightened him out. You did. You did. <laughs> Just takes what it takes in 
My turn. Um, I was. Yeah. I got so lost in that song, and I did feel I had remnants of shopping hearing that song. I love that. Life goals. Love it. It is my life goal to be on Muzak constantly. Uh, this song I wrote um, back in uh, 1942, I think it was, and uh, <laughs> a while back. But it started because I was dating this guy at the time, and I really liked the way he kissed, and I thought the sound that kisses make that is a very sexy sound. And um, I was driving from New York to uh, New Hope, Pennsylvania for a, a piano bar gig I had. <laughs> New Hope crowd right there. And, and, I, and these lines came into my head, like the first five lines of this song, which is unusual for the music and the lyrics to come in. And this was before cell phones, so I, you know, I pulled over to the side of the road, called my machine at my apartment and sang it into my machine so I wouldn't forget. And I eventually went down to Nashville and I met a guy named Chuck Cannon who was falling in love with a wonderful woman named Laurie White. And we just, there was a lot of love in the air, just not towards each other. And we wrote this song. And lo and behold, it uh, won the Academy of Country Music Song of the Year, which was amazing. It was, uh, thank you very much. And I, honestly, if you get the chance to win one, I really, really recommend you do. It's really fun. Um, you won one, right? Um, anyway, so uh, this song was recorded by a guy named John Michael Montgomery and was his first number one. And, uh, and also, then it went off and had another life across the pond, as we say, by this group called Boyzone and became a big pop hit. So it's amazing that this song, all of it just came out because of all the success of it came out just because I was, you know, writing about the way this guy kissed. <laughs> Imagine if I wrote about it the way he, uh, never mind. <laughs> I could have won a Tony. <laughs> Your sweet, gentle kiss The way that your fingers run through my hair And how your scent lingers even when you're not there And I like the way your eyes dance when you laugh And how you enjoy your two-hour bath The way you convinced me to dance in the rain with everyone watching like we were insane but I love the way you love me 
so much. Nice harmonies. Man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I never saw myself having to follow that song. <laughs> oh, you've got plenty of great songs to follow. Dude. Come on. I just called you dude like dude. she called the preacher dude. 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 <laughs> dude. I, just, I, I wrote that song for my dude. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when I first started to really write songs when I was like 10, you know, that was about when that song came out. And so... No, get him off! Get him off! No, get him off! No, oh, no, I'm saying that because it was like Why? such an influence on my life. You could have wow, lied and said you were like 20? <laughs> but how does it feel like that It feels song... like I'm old. <laughs> it, it did a minute old, ago. But that was... Why do you look younger than me then now? All faint and spackle. <gasps> Go ahead. That's a okay, compliment. So that song was a humongous off. part. <laughs> it was a humongous part of of the things that I loved in country music, the things that I wanted to write about, the how I wanted to sing. Well, uh, I heard songs like that, and those were the kind of songs that I wanted to write. And uh, 
I um, came to Nashville. You know, I started writing songs when I was 10 and came to Nashville when I was 21. And uh, I never left. I called Daddy. I was like, I visited Nashville this weekend, and this is where I think I need to be. He's like, mm, that's the way I'm at, son. You've been at Clemson four years. You got a year to go. It's a five-year program. <laughs> it's a five-year program, okay? Okay. Engineering. Okay. <laughs> okay, come on. But I was like, I, I'm, you know, I could do this, Daddy, but, like, this is what I'm meant to do. This is, and he, you know, he, he saw me writing my whole life and singing, and he knew it was a, in my bones and what I really wanted to do, and, and so I co started co-writing, you know, and uh, and so the first time I sat down with actually a mutual friend of all of ours, uh, Liz Rose, and so I, I wrote this song, and it was about what was going on in my life at the time, and and I was putting out a record very soon, my first record, and I was like, I'm going to put this on my record. This is personal to me. I love the song, and uh, about at the time I was eating a, a McDonald's hamburger, driving down the road, and I got a call on my, my phone and I was like, hello, and it was some buddies of mine um, and they were like, hey man, we heard you, we heard this song you wrote a while back and we'd love to record it, you know? And immediately my thought was, oh, I really wanna, I, I really think I wanna put this out myself, but then I looked at that hamburger I told you I was eating. <laughs> you know, a hamburger at McDonald's was, was like 35 cent, okay, at a time. The reason I told you I was eating a hamburger is because there was no cheese on it. Because I couldn't find the 10 cent to put the cheese on it in my truck earlier, about five minutes before the phone call. And I remember looking at that hamburger with no cheese. And I was like, heck yeah, you can record that song. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so my friends recorded the song, and then it became uh, a song of the year. Um, and as a writer, it's just, you know, as, as big as you ever just can dream of. And so I'm, a, I'm thankful for the song. And I've got it tattooed right here. And, and for the Eli Young Band, they recorded this. So we'll do this here. You know, it was their first, it was their first kind of national hit. And it was my, it was one of my first, it's my first number one. And, and so it was a huge part of my life. So. Baby, why you wanna cry? Really wanna know that I just have to walk away sometimes. We're gonna do what lovers do. We're gonna have a fight or two. But I ain't ever changing my mind. Crazy girl, don't you know that I love you? I wouldn't dream of going Come here, let me hold you Have I not told you lately I love you like crazy, girl I wouldn't last a single day I'd probably just fade away Without you, I'd lose my mind Before you ever came along I was living life all wrong Smartest thing I ever did was make you all mine Crazy girl, don't you know that I love you I wouldn't dream of going nowhere Silly woman, come here, let me hold you Have I not told you lately? I love you like crazy
Where's all you crazy girls out there tonight now? Come on now. I've got a couple of them up here on the stage with me now. Crazy girl, don't you know that I love you? I wouldn't dream of going nowhere. Silly woman, come here, let me hold you. Have I not told you lately? I love you like crazy girl. Come here, let me hold you. Have I not told you lately? I love you like crazy girl. Oh, yeah. Crazy girl. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> So I'd like to just announce that I don't write songs like, you know, like someone could get married to the song that you wrote, you know, I love the way you love me, crazy girl. I write divorce songs. That's, that's what I do, that's my forte. Although I've been married a long time, but for whatever reason, no one's ever gotten married to any of my songs. I don't hear this song in the, sub, in the, uh, in the subway. <laughs> I took the subway here, I just want you to know that. Um, She's real. That's how I roll. She's I real. am from New York. You know that, right? All right, so this is the sad song. I don't know what to tell you, except when I wrote this song, I was working with a guy named Glenn Burtnick, who's like this New Jersey rock guy. He's a really good player and a really good guy. So we just walked, and I got some coffee and water, and he sat down at the piano, and I had had this thought in my head, and this is the way, usually, for me, I don't know about you, and you're writing songs, like I get this thought and I tuck it in the back of my head. Like there's a danger in loving somebody too much. You know, that to me is like a super dangerous, scary thing to love someone too much. And when you become a parent, you really know that feeling, it's terrifying. And so I had that in my head and then Glenn sat down and started playing the piano and the song just sort of fell out. It fell out of me, I just started singing it and the words and the melody and the words and then I went home and wrote the bridge, weeping. And, uh, and then I called Don Henley, and I was like, I wrote a song, man, because, you know, the guy is, like, such a great songwriter. I was like, and I think it's good. This was before computers and, you know, cell phones, so I was, like, dialing his number, you know? <laughs> and I sang it for him over the phone, and he's like, that's really good. That's really good. I go, will you sing it with me? And he's like, yeah, absolutely, I'll sing it with you. And this is called Sometimes Love Just Ain't Enough. I hope that was an interesting story. I'm gonna to try to sit down. Anyone 
shows I always like to kind of surprise you guys even more with another uh, performer and uh, sometimes I never know who's in town or I'll give a call to a buddy and see if they're around and that's what happened this time um, you have no idea how talented this man is well maybe you do uh, he's an actor he's a singer uh, he's a I don't know if he's a dancer in my mind he's a dancer <laughs> And he's a really, really good songwriter. Uh, you first were probably introduced to him on the uh, show American Idol. 
Yes, and then he went on to star in a lot of Broadway shows and even got a Tony nomination for uh, Rock of Ages. He is multi-talented, and like I said, he's a real songwriter, and I asked him to come and sing one of his originals. So please put your hands together for Constantine Maroulis. And talking, ab talking about friends in the audience, I have a hit songwriter, Hall of Fame songwriter, he was in town too, said, he said, if you need me to back up anybody on the guitar, I'd be happy to. Please put your hands together for Mr. Gary Burr. Come on. He's actually a star of one of the other episodes. All by himself. Wow. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I'm here. Thank you for coming from New Jersey. My goodness. Uh, yeah, no, I'm from Brooklyn originally, right? but I, you know, I grew up, thank you. I, uh, and not like in a Williamsburg way, like I, like I was in born it. in the deep Brooklyn, the Greek, uh, the Greek area uh, <laughs> of Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, but I grew up in New Jersey and I have a, a house out there now and I'm raising my daughter out in the burbs. Your beautiful so. daughter. Yeah, well, thank you. Wow. <laughs> Tell us the story, the backstory on this song you're going to sing. So, you know, I've been acting and, um, put the songwriting away for so long, you know, and then, I don't know, I guess I turned <clears throat> 40 and um, started writing songs again and uh, been working on this record for, it feels like it's like Chinese democracy, you know, that record uh, from Guns N' Roses that took like 20 years to, uh, and he's like, we're still working on it. It's, um, I co-wrote it with Sam Hollander, who happens to be like one of the biggest writers in the world right now, and he was one of these insanely talented friends I never got to work with and we just wrote a song one day and we're such New Yorkers but we love uh, New England also and I went to school up there and I fell in love there for the first time and you know just spent every summer in New England and, and he goes up there and writes all the time and uh, so this song was kind of a throwback a Sam Cooke kind of vibe um, that I always wanted to do because everyone expects me to do a big rock song or something and um, this is a little bit more stripped down, so. This is uh, all about you, and you can check it out on all the, uh, you know, on MySpace, I don't know, whatever. MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Walked on a wild girl. Didn't care that the sparks hurt. And Boston was life for the young and wild. Jack to Cape Cod and prayed to a wild guy. I crashed on somebody's dead beach in the night. And oh, do you still remember the snow in November? The car breaking down along I 95. Little darling. And all about yours, all I ever was, my everything, my twenty-two. Gave away your heart 
Married in Boston, bought a new home. Yeah, I know you did. They say it didn't work out. She disappeared down south. The ice never melts, it's the warmth in my bones. Well, I'm calling for you, baby. All about you was so. Appreciate it. Woo. Thank you, Gary Burr, Hall of Fame songwriter, backup guy. This evening is going so fast, so we've come to your last song of the night. And I have to say, um, normally I have the, everybody sing the songs that, that they wrote, um, but I'm breaking my rule because my show. So I asked, I actually requested uh, for Lee to sing uh, one of his biggest, biggest hits. Um, he didn't write it, but he's got a great story behind it. And it's one of the most beautifully written songs ever. And it, it, everybody associates it with Lee. So I asked him to uh, play it. Well, th thank you. I, um, it is, it's just one of the biggest songs of my career, but it's also a huge song in my life. And I, and I kind of knew that. Uh, it's like the reason I recorded it, because when I heard it the first time, um, uh, it just it just put me on the ground, and I was actually looking for a for a big tempo song because I already had my record written, I already had it done, I had the ballads, I had all the stuff, and I was looking for a big tempo song. And so everybody comes in and they're playing these rocking songs, and then one of the publishers goes, "Hey, do you mind if we play you one that's like not a tempo song at all, but we think it's a song of the year?" And I didn't even get through the first chorus, and I turned it off. I was like, I'm recording this. We, I heard where the song came from. The songwriters are riding down the road. They hear an interview of a real dad talking about his real son who, who was gone now. And he wanted to be a soldier when he was a kid. And he, and he went and did that. And, and he never came home. And so how do you deal with that? And, his, and, and the writers are just riding down the road listening to the radio, hearing this. And, 
And, uh, you know, dad is like, well, I truly like getting around and I drive around in his truck and I feel like he's there with me. And so that moment, you know, the songwriter, it was like, right. Later on, I meet the guy. We, 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 we find the father. He's from Boston. And we told him, hey, we just wanted you to know that this song we've got out is on country music. I don't know if you listen to country music or not, but we've got this song out and it's, it's truly about you and your story and your son. He's like, you got to be kidding me. Well, and so he had been listening to this song for months and uh, had no idea it was about him and his son. And then he comes to Nashville. We brought him to the number one party. He was there for, you know, we were getting single of the year, you know, at ACM. And so this is called I Drive Your Truck. Eighty-nine cents in the ashtray Half-empty bottle of Gatorade Rolling in the floorboard That dirty Braves cap on the dash Dog tags hanging from the rear view Old-school cannon cowboy boots And a gold army shirt Folded in the back This thing burns gas like crazy that's all right people got their ways of coping and I got mine I drive your truck I roll every window down and I burn up every back road in this town I find a field I tear it up till all the Sometimes I drive your truck. Leave that radio playing, same old country station where you left it. Yeah, man, I crank it up. You'd probably punch my arm right now. If you saw this tear rolling down on my face Yeah, man, I'm trying to be tough Oh, but Mom asked me this morning if I'd been by your grave But that flagging stone ain't where I feel you anyway I drive you to Every back road in this 
brother, sometimes I drive you true. I drive you true. I hope you don't mind. I know you don't mind. I drive you true. That may be the perfect song. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought. It's I go, incredible. Stop. It's a, it's I don't even need to hear the rest yeah. of it. I'm recording it. It's, I cannot believe we are back to the down to the last song of the night. It's gone so fast, and I've had so much fun. Have you had fun? It's like, yeah, it's like flown by. It's just flown by. Ain't broke a sweat yet. <laughs> well, we can keep playing, but we got to stop the show at some point. But. Um, I've just had a great time, and I, the reason it gets so fun is because I have such incredibly talented, wonderful friends. I, I, <laughs> Patty and I, uh, we bonded fast and deep, and one of the things we bonded over is that we both have daughters named Ruby and Ava. That's, that's wild, right? What? Yes, we both have daughters named Ruby and Ava, so there's a deep bond right there. And, yeah, uh, and we talked, we, we, we got deep, we got fast over coffee. And um, I just, I can't tell you what a pleasure it is to have you on the show and to, you know, for you to come up here and do this. And Lee, I can't Thank tell you, you so how, much. what a pleasure. I asked, I asked Patty to, to, as we say, take us home with the last song. It, she honored my request because this is one of the best rockers out there. And I just yeah. thought it would be really fun to have her say goodbye this way. But I, I have to say what, what, what I was thinking about when you talked about how that song spoke to you. I was, I'm going to tell a little story because I had a song brought to me and it was not like a moving, touching song at all, but I knew that it was a big hit song and it had like kind of goofy lyrics like shooting at the walls of heartache, bang, bang. But you know what I mean? But as soon as I heard that song, I'm like, I am going to kick that song. So I wasn't going to do this next song. Uh, I told uh, oh. Victoria, yeah, I have to tell the story <laughs> Um, because when I was first in Scandal, Zach Smith and, and I, he had a band idea. And so he had a bunch of demos of songs. And he got all these great musicians. Like he had Elton John's musicians play on all these demos. But he couldn't find uh, a lead singer. And he wanted a chick lead singer, right? So I, the story is, is that I was working at a steak restaurant, a steakhouse. And I picked up the payphone, and it was him. And he was looking for me. So I went back to Zach's house. And in his music room, there were like papers on the floor. And he was going through this like reel-to-reel -reel tape. I mean, this is pathetic. Or maybe it was a cassette. And I heard this dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. So I'm like, what's that? And he goes, oh, that's a song. And so I see the piece of paper. And it has another chick's name on it and his name. And the song is Goodbye to You, right? So I'm like this. I go, so I go, I like that chicka-chicka-chicka-chicka. So we work on it and finish it, but you know, I was so green. Like, I didn't know just because I finished the song that I wrote the song with him. And he wasn't about to tell me that either, nor did he ever. So, you know, we went into the studio and cut that track and that became the single, the one single we had from the record. And what's funny is, um, that chick's name, Kathy Green, her name came off the song. So he's the only writer? <laughs> so he's the only writer. What? Yeah, so, um, 
I was telling Victoria, I'm like, I don't need to tell that story. I'm like, you know, like she goes, why don't you like go go after him? I'm like, you know, I, the riches in my life are so far outweigh. That's what she where, said. You know, like I'm so miles behind beyond him that it doesn't matter anymore. And by the and by the time I figured out, and, and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't tell this story on TV. I said, that's a real story. That's so very zen. You're very nice. I would have sued. <laughs> I still know I should have sued. Just for the principle. I know. Maybe I will, Victoria. Let's go get him. Let's go get him. <laughs> it's not worth it. He needs it more than I do. From now on, I'm only listening to the parts you wrote. All right, hit it, Keith.
Thanks for listening to the All Arts Radio Hour, brought to listeners from the WNET Group's All Arts platform. For more All Arts programming, go to allarts.org and to All Arts apps on all major streaming platforms, as well as at All Arts TV on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in the New York area, TV viewers can watch the 24-7 broadcast channel. Of course, you can tune in each week to the All Arts Radio Hour right here over the air on our live stream at wliw.org radio and on radio streaming apps and podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us for the All Arts Radio Hour on 88.3 WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station. Music